packed house, huh? <laughs> Random shorty walks up to him and says, here, take this rose. He's like, thank you. Yeah, I give you a hug. He's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to smell it while I'm singing. And I, I got to throw it on the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man, right? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Innkeeper's Guestbook Podcast. You know what it is. Here's the rundown. 1112, 3rd Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C. Steps to Union Station. Nice, leisurely, brisk jog to Capitol Hill, where history is being made right now. What you are listening to is Ein Bet Ein Kornfeld. Is that correct? Yeah, almost. 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 Okay. You did a really good job. I did, I did okay? Yes. Okay. So this song was done in 1976. And basically this guy says, hey, I'm hitchhiking. No one comes along to pick me up. But a girl on a bike shows up. And he's like, dude, I'm out here. Tell you what. <laughs> tell you what's a really good idea. <laughs> See this cornfield over here? Let's lay on our backs in the middle of this cornfield and get itchy ass backs. But you'll be able to see the stars. It'll be okay. <laughs> and it became a number one hit. Yeah, so much so that he could take really a rose and just. It's romantic, right? It, you said what? It's really romantic. I guess so. Um, now, what's the name of this guy? Jürgen Dreves. Okay, so say it again. Jürgen Dreves. Okay, so. Americans like me, I hear I hear Jurgen. I'm like, okay, I think I can spell that out, right? <laughs> but she just said Dreves, right? In actuality, it's spelled D R E W S. Drews. But it's not Drews. It's Dreves. Did I say it right? Yeah, you sound like you're a little angry with him. No, I'm not angry with him. I'm just like, yo, as an American looking at Drews, but it's Dreves. But that's because W's are pronounced like V's and V's are pronounced like W's in Germany, right? Kind of confusing, right? Kind of confusing. Yeah. So, I'll let him sing the chorus one more time and I'll pause this so you can really hear uh, the lovely, lovely, lovely sounds of Miss Tamara Wucha. Almost. Almost. How do I say it right? Wucha. Wucha. Yeah, that was better. Wucha. Because, yes, it begins with a W, but it's, so it's pronounced like a V. <laughs> they show the rose. They show the rose, too. <laughs> All right. All right. How you doing, Tamara? I'm really, really good. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely lovely. So, ladies and gentlemen, literally, probably this entire year, this has probably been my favorite guest that stayed at the house. And I'm being so honest because what's interesting is that um, I'm kind of leery when guests come to tell them about the podcast before they arrive because I don't want to scare them like this is some big production or something like that but I can't remember how it came up but it came up in a conversation right around the time you booked which is probably maybe a month and some change before you were to arrive right and you were all for it and then I sent you the, the questions you're like oh my god these questions are amazing so much so that when she actually arrived she's like Fred I have some questions for you <laughs> And yes, we are going to get to those questions. In fact, we have so much stuff in my notes of things that we need to talk about because we've had so many wonderful, wonderful conversations that we might just split this into two parts. So I'm just saying you all are in for a treat. All right. So tell us why you came to America on your trip for this 
what, 10 days, I think? Yes, about 10 days. Okay. So I really wanted to do like a solo trip just for myself. And I majored in American cultural history at a university in Munich. And um, this seemed like the perfect place to go. Why American cultural history? Oh, that is a really good question because I think it influences a lot of the things that I um, get in touch with and that I like, like art, like movies, like books, like TV shows. A lot of things that we, we like in Germany have been influenced or even come from America. So I was really curious about where that actually came from. Interesting. And uh, what are some of the key takeaways from your time in university and learning about American cultural history? Wow, that is a good question. You should have told me about that question before. Uh, now I'm I have sorry, to I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The key I, takeaways. You know, sometimes I have epiphanies. Well, the, you know, the thing is that in Germany, a lot of people ask me, what did you do in American cultural history? Because how much cultural history is there really compared to countries like Germany, where you have like a long long period of time thousands of cultural of years, history yeah. to look back on i mean how much cultural history does the u.s have and i learned that there really is a lot to it okay so what was your key takeaway or one of your key takeaways you're kind of not giving up on that question right i have to think about that get back to me about this later okay. and i will come up with a good answer okay so I'll bring up something that we did actually talk about, though. So Thanks. Um, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions we were saying about uh, America, which I think makes it uh, unique to all countries in the world, is mm -hmm. that if I were to say a German walked into a bar, if I were to say a Japanese person walked into a bar, if I were to say a uh, Egyptian walked into a bar. Yeah, we'd, we'd both have a picture in a our A mental heads, picture of what that person looks like. Like immediately. Exactly. Right. But if I were to say American worked, walked into the bar, America uh, covers so many different cultures that have kind of come together in this melting pot that you can't say with certainty what that American looks like. And that's what makes America, I think, truly unique on the yes. global landscape. Yes. And that's really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for real. Now, I mean, despite the fact that we're, you know, going through this super cultural phase where we're extremely partisan and a bunch of people on one side, a bunch of people on the other side, and it's more about being right than being fair or getting to the truth, um, nevertheless, it still makes America extremely unique because uh, we have tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and you do have fried chicken. Yes, we do have fried chicken. For example. Yes, and Cheerios. And Cheerios. Also. And hold on, hold on. Let me go to the notes. And oysters and calamari. Now, mind you, each one of these was something that I believe you had never had. No. Prior to arriving in America. No, right I now. haven't. Yes. And she had each one of these. And each time she was faced with it, it was like, so I'm supposed to eat this, Freddy. Like, actually eat this? Actually eat this, <laughs> yes. And it was like, yes, come on, let's, let's do it. So this is between, so the first one was what? Uh, oysters on a half shell. Yes, wow, that was tough. Yeah. It yeah. didn't look like something that you were actually supposed to eat. But you did. And it was kind of good. It was kind of good. I kind of liked it. It was kind of good, right? Yeah, it's like uh, tasting the ocean. 
That's that's yes. my metaphor I get oh, for yes. it. Yeah. And then you, know, you put the little cocktail sauce on it. And uh, we also went to a really good restaurant to get it too, which is also key to it. We went to Old Ebbett Grill over there right across from uh, the Treasury Building. A traditional DC favorite. Yes, 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 yes. And we were at the uh, the J Bar over there behind the main bar. Um, they take care of you over there. Um, and then afterwards, we got uh, fried calamari, which is basically fried squid. And what were your thoughts? It, it wasn't all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what also helped was that there was like a mustard aioli that you could oh, dip yeah. it in, yeah. which is really good. Um, and then um, the next morning, uh, I had some Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, and I also had apple in the, the um, little crisper or whatever down there. And uh, we used almond milk, which actually I found out was quite interesting, which made sense in thinking about it. But I didn't think about it until that. She said that she, you don't really get almond milk out in Germany. I mean, we do, but not the almond breeze kind of thing, which is like the, the real thing. Okay. So do you get vanilla flavored, like all the different types? Or is it just like, hey, this is pressed almonds and we got the milk out of it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Okay, um, so we had that, and that was really good. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Uh, later that day, we went to church. Um, shout out to Howard John Wesley over at uh, Pastor Howard John Wesley at uh, uh, Alfred Street Baptist Church. Um, he's been pastor there for 10 years. He grew the membership from 2,500 to 7,500. And um, I find myself routinely listening to his uh, uh, YouTube um, sermons because they're really good. Um, nevertheless, uh, he brought, um, what's his name? Cosby, Reverend Cosby from uh, Wheeler Avenue yes. Baptist church over in, um, Houston. And he actually brought 400 of the members with him to celebrate his, uh, 10th anniversary at Howard at, at uh, Alfred street Baptist church. So needs to say we were in line for a very long time before we got in church. Um, and yes, we were. when we did get in, of course, we didn't get into the main sanctuary or the, the balcony, but we did get into overflow and we went to the overflow in the basement. And once you got downstairs, you were greeted with this sweet, 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 sweet smell of fried chicken. At which time Tabera said, tell me, why is there fried chicken at church? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Couldn't stop laughing. Really, that was a, a serious question. Yes, yes. Like, and, I, I really didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so uh, I explained to her how um, in a lot of churches, um, having uh, food served afterwards, specifically fried chicken, or, or soul food, your soul food favorites, whether it's your macaroni, cheese, your greens, um, are served a lot of times after church um, as a means of fellowship, giving back to the community, all the good stuff. Um, in this particular instance, though, um, as a show of appreciation for the 400 some odd people from um, Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church coming out to Alfred Street, uh, they were like, hey, we're going to feed you. And so we're making some fried chicken. And after church, sit, sit in your seats while everybody else leaves <laughs> and then come downstairs and we go we go eat some fried chicken. Um, and so it's so intrigued. That I was like, hey, look, guess what? We're going to KFC. I mean, that's a really good idea, right? Right. Uh, the, the real question should be, why isn't there fried chicken yes. in churches in Germany? Yes, 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 yes. They should I, have that. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, and so we went to KFC afterwards, got an eight-piece bucket. And what'd you think? Well, I, I was surprised that there was like biscuits with it, right? 
Yes, and there were biscuits. You brought the honey and the jam, and we put honey and jam on the biscuits, which we had with the chicken, which was like really cool. <laughs> I really like that. Yes, indeed. Yes, I indeed. I really like that. I told about a Gladys Knight chicken and waffles too, where you can get like a chicken with syrup yeah, and waffles. Yeah, chicken and with waffles. Right? Seriously. Right? Yes. That is a thing. Yes. But now I can kind of mention it. Yes, but it's it's kind of like the biscuits, right? Where you yeah. had the sweetness, yeah. you had the dough, and then you had the the fried. It was so much better than I thought. Yes, indeed. So, um, that was interesting. So, in that one trip, we went from D.C. to Alexandria, Virginia, to P.G. County, and then back home. So, in that one trip, you went to two states and a territory. Yeah, how cool is that? And then dropped her off in uh, Georgetown so she could see. So, I told her about how a lot of the architectures you see in Georgetown is a lot the same as that in Old Town Alexandria because they were both like the, um, I won't say unincorporated cities, but back when there was the old federal city, these weren't part of the, the original federal city of D.C. But at the same token, they were still not suburbs but other cities that were there and so around the same time the georgetown old town alexandria were happening that's why the architecture kind of resembles a lot of itself but i digress so (laughs) um i have tons of notes and i'm just gonna jump into them and i'm sorry if they don't um go in an orderly fashion but you know what you're going to enjoy the conversations that we've had because we have enjoyed those conversations. <laughs> we felt them to be very insightful. All right. So Halloween, bachelorette parties and weddings. What do those have in common? They are all like stuff that was brought from America to Germany, mm-hmm. which we Germans sometimes like we still are like, is that a thing? And why is that a thing? You know that conversation started when we were standing at your fridge. You were making some coffee. Yeah. And then there was this save the date card on your fridge from a couple that was about to get married. And on the back it was written, see the details on our wedding website. And I was like, wedding website? Yes. What is that? Yes. And then we came up with that and how you said that the the guests coming to the inn who were about to have a bachelorette party are always worse than the ones having a bachelor's party because (laughs) at the bachelorette parties, there's a lot of... Glitter. All over the place. And balloon strings. (laughs) And balloon strings. And balloons. (laughs) And random numbers and letters. Like paper numbers and letters. (laughs) They leave all kinds of stuff. And you said that the bachelor parties there were better because the bachelors, they just wanted to have a place where they could sleep yes and they didn't touch the room they just <laughs> fell into bed and were like passed out <laughs> yes and they wake up and they're like okay where's the next adventure right yes so um but yeah so what was interesting was um the idea of when i was explaining the whole website how it's not just about the wedding it's about the whole weekend surrounding the wedding so for those that are in the bachelor party or those that are in the the wedding party in general right so you know, there might be a pre-brunch, you know, and then there's the day before the day of the wedding. People go and have a drink and the night before people maybe have a drink. And then the rehearsal dinner where you have like dinner. you gather people to have dinner when you do exactly the same thing on the next day. Yes, we got you got to practice. It. You don't want anybody stumbling over their feet. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing where to go or who, whose arms to interlock with. Right. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is a thing. And it's part of the whole marriage industrial complex to to milk you for more money 
and more money and more money. In fact, um, she was saying how, um, so for us, like triple decker wedding cakes are just par yeah. for the course, of course, with, with Ken and Barbie at the top, right? Whereas with her, she was like, yeah, we just have a little sheet cake and people get some cake and that's it. But she's saying she's starting to see the double deckers and all that yeah, stuff. They're starting to appear. Mm-hmm. And what about Halloween? Yeah, Halloween, that hasn't been a thing like five or ten years ago. And then you have those people now, like parents or like people that are older. And the children are coming to the doors and they're ringing the bells. And they may wear those costumes and they say trick or treat. And the people opening the doors are like, what? <laughs> what do you want? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> why, uh, why do you wear a costume? Now, what is the trick or treat in German? Okay, it's, you, you have to say that. Okay. Süßes oder es gibt saures. Try that. Süßes oder es gibt saures. Yeah, you're getting near it. Wait, try it again. Let's, let's try Süßes. Süßes. Oder. Oder. Es. Es. Gibt. Gibt. Saurus. Saurus. It's like... I'm smiling, though. Saurus. Is that right? Saurus. I love that. It's like every time American people try to pronounce German words, it sounds like they're really angry with somebody. And we just, before we recorded the podcast, we talked about how the secret trick is to smile while you're saying the word yeah and it makes it a little better but it still sometimes sounds like you're very angry yeah because i gotta get to that like that under like how like (laughs) how us right how us yeah yes something like that wait you say it say no the the sours just say sours Saurus. Saurus, yeah. Saurus. But it's like you, you can <laughs> you can just hilarious. you can just hit it like it's nothing. Like for me I gotta I gotta like really move like parts of like my tongue around to like get to the yeah. saurus. Yeah. We also talked about how this was like a full sentence in German. Yes. The <laughs> Hopbenhof, right? So Hopbenhof is main train station. And the reason it's main train station is because hopped is main, ban is train. And Hoff is station. <laughs> so rather than having three different words to say like what each one is, no, no, they just say, hey, just mush it all together. <laughs> just mush it all together, call it a day. Hop Ben Hoff. Yeah, as it is, you know, yes. it's the main train station. So, but there, but there are some words where it's like maybe three or four, right? Like words together. Yeah. Yeah. We're really good at putting words together. <laughs> Although I, um, you know, I work at that um, at that company mm-hmm. where I have a lot of colleagues who are engineers mm-hmm. and they are used to doing a lot of like their writing in English mm-hmm. where you got every word separate and they when they have to write something in German they're transferring it to that like they write words that are normally written together separately and that looks really strange and you can tell like almost on the spot when somebody is an engineer because he does that strange kind of separating words that shouldn't be separated hmm. and i laugh about that all the time because and i'm like the only non-engineer with so, all my colleagues so when they're writing stuff like this is it like on a internal document or are they doing this in emails or in like all the time like all the time and it's okay to do that or is is it like really just, no, it's pro- just improper wrong. it's wrong <laughs> 
but I'm the only one who notices. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, so, uh, do you have any children when they come to say trick or treat or what was it again? Süßes oder es gibt Sauers. Yes. Um, and what, what's the what's the English translation for that? You'd say something like, give me something sweet or I will give you something sour. <laughs> it sounds I mean, really it, it, silly. No, but it's, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, that's interesting. So It's basically little kids threatening people that they want sweets from. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool tradition. So have you gotten around to people egging people's houses yet? Do you know what no, egging No, but someone? probably in, in two or three years, that's, <laughs> I'll call you then. That will be a thing. That will be one of those experts to Germany. So uh, so there's two things. Uh, egging someone's house and toilet papering someone's house. So with yeah. the egging, it's like you just throw eggs at their window. That sounds and, like fun. <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, Not to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, not to clean it up. Exactly. Um, and that's even doubly worse for um, if you toilet paper somebody's house. Now, you don't throw it on the house. You throw it on like the tree in front of their house. And the thing is, is that if it gets wet, it's like impossible to <laughs> get off. You can never. Yeah, you yeah. just gotta hit it with the power hose. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> the it's, power hose we don't have that. You know, you know the power hose. Yeah. No, okay. probably not the same way that you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to climb the tree and just pull it out by hand, right? Um, but yeah. So what's interesting is that if you really like toilet paper a tree, like right, it looks like a weeping willow. Oh yeah. Yeah, but like. You have to do a whole lot of it. You see a lot on college campuses where hmm. people uh, drink a lot. You will see that in Germany in like two or three years, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. I'll send you a picture. Please do. Please do. Because you, you've actually taken some very, very, very good pictures uh, while you've been here. Um, in fact, uh, she did one of those um, Airbnb experiences where there's a nice young lady um, out in Shaw. That uh, What's her name? I guess her name was Corey. Yeah. Um, she does a tour of all of the murals that are over in Logan Circle and Shaw. Yeah. But she not only talks about them, but talks about the history behind them. And a lot of them deal with um, the kind of how uh, the U Street area was kind of like the Black Broadway yes. in the early 20s. Yes, that's what she said. Yeah. So you have a lot of uh, murals of Duke Ellington and uh, a lot of people from that era in terms of because, I mean, that was where they could perform because they couldn't perform in the more mainstream clubs that were downtown. Um, so yeah. And so a lot of murals about that and she took you around and took a lot and she did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pictures out there. Tamara did. Um, and, uh, she did the jump at the watermelon. Yeah. The hashtag watermelon jump. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and she got some really good lighting with one that's now her avatar on WhatsApp where it's like pink. What was that of? Flamingos. Yes. yes. This is a flamingos. Um, and so were there any other murals that stood out to you? Oh, well, they like they were all really cool. And I admired how the artists were so talented and so skilled to like paint a whole wall and make it make it something really special. It was really cool. Do you see a lot of murals out in Germany? Well, you do have graffiti but there's mostly something like i don't like the police or stuff like that which you actually don't want to have on the walls so i think they should take that idea that people can donate walls to the artist and the artists paint them like really beautifully and you give the whole 
neighborhood a cool vibe through this you should do that in germany too okay. that should be a thing yes it should be a thing everywhere maybe in two or three years who knows yes so um let me back up a bit my apologies uh listeners at home i've been doing you all disservice so um she is from germany but germany is a pretty large country and we haven't spoken of where you're actually from so um what is the city where you're from uh well i was born in a i i don't think you can call it a city okay it's, it's town, like a small town Hamlet. it's called weiler simmerberg okay and where in germany is that located it's in the very south of germany close to the border to austria mm-hmm. and so everything that i say on this podcast and have said in our conversation might probably be biased by that south of germany small town girls view just keep that in mind but yeah it's a really nice place we got a lot of cows we got a lot of like green pastures and mountains you can go hiking people love to hike a lot and tulips yes that's from my mom's garden actually so when she arrived she was so nice to bring me one uh milka um chocolate bar um which is like the equivalent of like a hershey bar in america right? yeah but much better much like better. Uh, <laughs> much i'm better. sorry but you americans you don't know how to do chocolate right <laughs> i agree we, with you. we know that better. i agree with you yeah you guys have this on lock um and this one has a uh, hazelnut and uh raspberry in it um but i, lo- I love milka i love milka i also like lint as well um but yeah so inside of it she had one of those um you know if you go to a photo booth at like a wedding or something like that and they give you like the three or four photos in a row and uh she gave me one the photos in the middle is her and one on the bottom is like sunset or sunrise probably sunset okay and then the one on the top has a couple of tulips and it's a very very idyllic countryside german view and it's right at your house right or your parents house yeah so um i'm going to take a picture of this myself and this is going to be the avatar on the soundcloud for the for the um what do you call it the episode so y'all can see the beauty of southern germany what is the biggest or largest city to your town hamlet where you live i mean what you all might recognize is munich which is about like two and a half hours from the place where i live okay and that's where i went to university and that's also where the airport was which took me here okay um and so uh you all have states the same way we have states. And the state I believe Munich belongs to is Bavaria, correct? That's very right. So whenever you hear about Bavarian beer comes from that's the state. That's the state that it's in, like Munich. Um, and so that state basically goes from Munich all the way south to the Austrian border, right? That's correct. Okay. So um, in that state as well is a lake, right? Or is it in the next state over? Yeah. Lake Constance. Yes, that's uh, it, well, it touches three countries, I guess. It has yeah. a part that is uh, that touches Switzerland, it has a part that touches Austria, and it has a part that touches Germany. Yeah, kind of like a Lake Victoria for um, Germany, if you will, because you know, like Lake Victoria, where uh, Tanzania and Kenya and um, whatever the city, the the country is. I think Mozambique yeah. has the thing, but it's one of those 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 lakes that touches the ton of borders and i'm sure it, there's a big uh are there a lot of people that have like big boats out there and it's like uh kind of big nice houses on the on the on the coast and everything yeah in some parts in some parts we have that okay 
Um, and then you're all, you're also close to a big uh, ski resort called Garmash, right? You pronounced that pretty right. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, when I was out in Frankfurt working there, um, they said that Garmash was one of the nicer resorts. Uh, it's in the German Alps. Um, are you a skier or a snowboarder? Oh, well, I've been both. I've been a skier when I was a little child, obviously, because we have like a... Uh, my parents' house is directly at uh, the bottom of a like a I don't know what you call it do we call it ski lift like, like a, the a ski lift yes is okay. that what you call it yeah in... like a gondola or a ski lift <laughs> yeah, ski lift ski... yeah okay that a was lift, easier yeah. than I thought yeah. yeah and um and then as a teenager I tried to snowboard but that didn't work out kind of well so I I just stopped the whole thing until last year when a colleague and friend of mine took me skiing one day again like he couldn't believe that I couldn't ski when I when I was in this place where everybody does the skiing and it was so much fun it was like the best day this year so um, I'm probably gonna be skiing again this winter okay yes. um, I had a couple guests um, that had on the podcast uh, from Austria and I was asking them, like, what is the national sport? And they said that it was, I think, ski jumping. Is ski jumping big in... Ski jumping like you jump from... Like where you, you go down the big hill and you go ski ah, and, okay, and go yeah. flying. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. big in... It is. It is. But okay. more like you watch it on TV. I think more people watch it on TV than actually do it themselves because it's yeah. pretty you you need to practice that a lot in order to not get hurt. Yeah. It's really dangerous. But it's a it's a popular sport that people watch. Yes. Okay. Very much. Okay. That's very very interesting. Okay. We so, come up with a lot of new topics. You, you, you. Well, I'm, that? I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm floating. I'm floating. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to be like Bob Ross here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm build, yes. I'm paint He's a little pretty man. tree, pretty He's tree over here. <laughs> so she was saying how with Bob Ross, how it's actually quite popular now yes, in Germany. They have the reruns like at night when people get home on the weekends mm -hmm. and they're like a little tipsy. Drunk. Yeah, tipsy is the right word. Mm -hmm. And they get home and they seem to actually watch Bob Ross. I've done that. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really, I mean, like he's the coolest. And it's, it's uh, therapeutic is what we call it. Yes. Where it's, and it's just comforting. It just makes you happy. It makes you happy. You cannot not be happy yes. when you watch Bob Ross. Exactly. And, and you're excited to see where the painting goes. Cause like, yeah, we're just, gonna, we're going to put a little, put a little Creek right here. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I was okay with it just being a hill. But now you want to put a creek there? Oh, are yeah. You, are you sure? And then you think he's ruining it by adding some more stuff. You think, like, it's finished. What do you do? Just leave it like that. And then it gets even more beautiful. It gets more beautiful. It evolves. I love that. Right. I really wonder, um, Bob Ross's paintings, if they go on auction now, how much they actually go for. Oh, that's a really good question. Because I have I'm, no idea. I wonder if at some point Bob Ross's pictures become like Picasso's or Michelangelo's. Because they're almost kind of the same thing if you think about their reach. Yeah. But right? he's, he's like the Picasso of the people. Yes. Which makes it even more valuable, right? Yes. 
No, I'm serious. Like if 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 Obama were to come by the house, and I'd be like, yeah, this is a Bob Ross. He would like stop in his tracks and be like, oh my god, I saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> right. And it's like it's that much more of a a beautiful experience. Oh, man, they'd be good friends. Right. Right. Ross and Obama. They'd right. be like the best friends. The bestest of friends. He'd probably have a cabinet position. <laughs> you know? Just the the, 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 the the minister of the interior paintings in the house, you know? Yeah. To make everybody just zend out. Like, just look at this. Matter of fact, don't look at this. Watch me paint another one of these. And that would be really beneficial for your country, I guess. Yes. yes. Especially now. Especially now, Trump could need some Bob Ross paintings. Tell you what, right? In the White House. The problem is, he'd probably want to snatch the brush from him and say, "No, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm going to make He's this the best painting the ever, right? <laughs> you know? Oh man. Yeah, but I digress. I want to talk again about Lake Constance, though, because on Lake Constance, there's a place called Thusin. Am I saying it right? It's not directly on Lake Constance, okay. and you're uh, you're you're almost right. It's called Fusen. Fusen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're really good at that. Um, it's we we came up with that when we were standing in line waiting, waiting to, to get, get into church. Yes. <laughs> Which was really cool because there were all these African American people dressed up in their Sunday best. Yes, in their Sunday best. It was best. so nice to yes, see. Indeed. Everybody was so beautiful, and I was like the only white person in line. You weren't the only white person. And nobody, we, no, nobody cared though. No right? one cared. No one cared. No one, no one cared. cared. No one cared. It was totally fine. But there were there were like a couple more. There were a couple more. But but few. Correct. And we had a long time to talk there, and I don't know how we came up with that. I think we went to the Oktoberfest first, yes. and how you told me how you drank beer out of a boot. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, really? They yeah. do that? <laughs> and sidebar pro tip. If you want to chug out of the boot, you got to turn the boot while you're drinking, while you're chugging. Yeah, because of the air pocket. Because the air pocket. Forming. Exactly. Yes. yes. All right. All right. But and then we came up with another famous place, I think. That was how we came to that. Another famous place in like the south of Germany, which I said the castle, the Neuschwanstein Castle in Füssen is really popular. And yes. you were like... Is that the Disney castle? And we found out that it's actually the castle that the Beauty and the Beast castle correct. was remodeled after. Correct, correct. And now that went together nicely with something else we talked about when I asked you what... That was one of my questions for you. What is... What is the... Uh, favorite word? Yeah, your favorite word in the American language. And you said... Quixotic. Quixotic. I haven't yeah. heard that before. Yeah, but that that wasn't the one that I settled on. The one that I settled on is probably now her new favorite word. <laughs> it's syzygy. Nobody listening to that podcast, at least no one of my German friends, will have heard that word before, and it's amazing. Yeah. Syzygy. Yeah. Go look that up in the dictionary, and it's not only a beautiful word, it has a beautiful meaning. Yes. So should we say it on the podcast, or we just leave them to go and on we, Google we themselves? We leave it to... We leave it to uh, we let them find out themselves. But okay, but it's it's what you search after in life. Yes, syzygy. A syzygy, yes, and it's spelled S Y Z Y G Y. Great. Yeah, it just sounds, got three Y's in it. And yeah. It's the only vowel, right? Almost <laughs> like one person said to another, "I don't believe you can put three Y's in a word," <laughs> and the other person said. You know what? I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna add a C to yes, it. Yes, yes. And the other and person was like, "Really? Right?" And, and then he did it. Sizzichi came out of that. 
Yes. How beautiful. Indeed. So, um, so the reason why Kixotic comes back to this is because there's a guy named Ludwig II who was very idealistic. And he, is it correct to say he was a man of the people? I think so. Okay. Um, and he was like, I want to make a beautiful castle that is just awesome. But it's going to be my, like, my I'm vacation gonna, home. I'm going to pay for it myself. Correct. And That's the important part. The yeah. I'm going to pay for this myself and make it happen. And he did that, and I think he he died either shortly after it was built, or it he but died during its construction. I can't remember, but when he died is less important as to the circumstance of how he died, because it's still a mystery. It is. And from what I read from Wikipedia, it was him and this other guy, and um, he could swim, but they found him drowned in waist deep water or something like that um and he had um choke marks around his neck but they still don't know who did it if he did it but it's ruled as a suicide right and there was no water in his lungs there was the there was no water aspect, in his lungs right? yeah exactly so they they probably will never know what happened exactly um nevertheless it's a beautiful castle and so next time i come back to germany First, I'm going to stop in and see Tamara. I'm like, hey, Tamara, how's it going? I'm here. Show me the countryside. I want to see the countryside. Show me the cornfield where this... Where this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got I'll the song. probably have yeah. to search for that. But yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then I'm going to go to Lake Constance because I really want to see that. Um, especially since it spans three different countries. And then I'm going to go to Ludwig's uh, castle mm-hmm. um, and see how that looks and do the whole tour and all that good stuff. Um, Durndles and... Oh, wait, I got to smile. Durndles and Lederhosen. <laughs> Say it again, please. Durndles. Durndles. Durndles and Lederhosen. <laughs> yeah, right? Say it like uh, Lindsey Graham, best. right? Um, but yeah, so I wanted to ask about this when we were talking about Halloween. Do kids dress up in Durndles and Lederhosen as Halloween? Or is that like... That is not a Halloween costume. No, they not, do that for our <laughs> They do that on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do that for our traditional, more traditional holidays. Okay. Like when there's a, a town holiday. Okay. A lot of people dress up. Okay. In Dundle and Lederhose. We came up with this when we were standing at a, like, a very posh rooftop bar. Yes, we Overlooking were. the sunset. Yes. And we had German style I say German style because it was in German. Mm-hmm. Oktoberfest beer there. Yes, we did. At the coolest rooftop place in Washington, D.C. POV. And then we, yeah, and then we started about, you asked me if I had a dirndl. You had a dirndl. Dirndl. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> a dirndl? What's a dirndl? And I said, no, like the St. Pauli girl. She's like, St. Pauli girl? Yeah, what's that? And then I pulled it up on Wikipedia. She's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, she's sewing a little bit too much cleavage, but she gets points for having long sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. The short journal with all that glitter and uh, like the pink and the bows and the that hits just above your thigh. Mm -hmm. That isn't a journal. No, it's not. Please don't wear that. Especially not when you leave the blouse and you just go with the journal. Just don't do that. 
Okay, so if you were to describe to the listeners at home what a traditional dirndl or doing a dirndl right is, what what would that look like? Um, more like it it looks polished, but it's n- it hasn't been intended to be very sexy in the first place. I guess okay. it's it's just it's a festive dress for the people who were working all the time and would have loved to dress up for a festive holiday. Okay. That's what it is. So physically, how does it look? So we have long sleeves. They're white, right? Yeah, they they don't have to be like all the way down to your hand, but they have to be like the at least past the elbow. Y- yeah, or s- something around the elbow. Okay. And um, it's it's it doesn't have all the glitter. It's like more of a traditional kind of fabric. Mm-hmm. Beautiful still, but not glittery, not shimmery. Can it be any color, or does it have to be the blue? No, it can be any color. Okay. And um, no cleavage, right? And you can have cleavage, but not like throwing yourself at a man with okay. that cleavage. All right. And this is a one piece. It's not like two pieces, so it goes oh, down. No, no, no. It is two pieces. You okay. have the dress, okay. and then you have to... Hmm. Here's another good word for you. It's called schurze. Can you say that? Schurze. Schurze. Oh, yeah, smile. Schurze. It sounds much better when you smile. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes. You put that over that and then you have to, you tie it with a bow. Mm-hmm. And the place where you tie the bow, like on the right side of your hips, in the middle of your hips, or on the left side of your hips, says something about your marital status. Like ah. when you tie it on one side, you're single. And when you tie it on the other side, you're married. What if it's in the center? He's fucking up. I think the center is either you're um, you're serving people like you you're bringing the drinks. Ah, it's like I'm I'm working now. I'm yes. not even I'm not even out here. Yeah, don't to, yeah. just don't talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't try it. Or I think when when you tie it in in the back or in the front, I'm not sure. But mm. in the middle, it it may be that you're a widow and your husband has passed away. Okay. All right. So basically. If you go to the Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. you either have to tie it on the left or on the right side. And a lot of people mix that up, I guess. Okay. So when you're a man and you see a nice girl that you like on the Oktoberfest, go ahead, buy her gingerbread heart, talk to her, do whatever you like. Just ignore the bow. I completely forgot about the gingerbread heart. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, that was a good thing too. Okay. So apparently. <laughs> So, like, if I say, hey, hey, they're really good at making gingerbread in Germany. You'd be like, oh, yeah, no doubt, right? But how about this, right? So, instead of, like, eating the gingerbread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just, you buy it and you you place it around your neck and you wear it proudly because it has nice things written on it, right? And you, the man is supposed to give it to the girl. But it's food. Yeah, but you, I mean, no. (laughs) It's it's food though, right? (laughs) Not only only food, it's good food. Not only is it good food, (laughs) it's sweet food. (laughs) And you can't understand how you can't eat it. No, you can't eat it. No, it's just like, I I love you. I want to see the face of a girl who gets like from a traditional, let's say, German boy who gives a gingerbread heart to a girl that he likes on the Oktoberfest and she looks at it and she takes a bite and says like oh thank you I want to see his face 
<laughs> no, I want to see the face of of a woman that I give a gingerbread cookie and say, no, 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 you don't eat this. <laughs> don't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> you need to wear this. <laughs> I need you to wear this the rest of the day because I love you. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. I want to see her face looking at, down at the cookie like, can I eat it now? Like, no, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, okay. But, yeah, but no. But uh, all jokes aside, so they write sentimental things on the actual cookie, and it's a heart. It's not a gingerbread man. No, we don't have the gingerbread men yet, but again, let's yeah, talk yeah, in two, two or three yeah, years exactly. and they will be all over the place. Yeah, so probably. even in light of Hansel and Gretel, the gingerbread man is distinctly an American <laughs> concept, right? <laughs> <laughs> One of the, obviously, the few things that are still a American concept that hasn't like transferred to German. Yeah, right. Um, what were we talking about with the circle before? Um the circle of where something started in America and then it came to you all. And oh, then yeah, now we're question. craft beer, craft beer, craft beer. Yeah. So I was explaining <laughs> to her how, okay, in America, like, what do you, what do you want to say? Maybe in the eighties or whatever, right? We had like Coors, Michelob Light, uh, Miller and Budweiser, right? That, that was America, right? I think Sierra Nevada might've come a little bit later. And that was like the, the like beginning, beginning, beginning of actual like, not largely produced beer for the purpose of getting drunk at a football or hockey game. <laughs> like, okay, the sole purpose of American beer is getting yeah. people drunk. Yes, football games. getting people drunk at as large a scale as possible, as cheap as possible. Right? Okay. So then, at some point um, in America, you start to see craft quote unquote breweries pop up where it was like, hey. You know, in Europe, they just make beer and it's good beer and it's good to drink. And, you know, it's not mass produced and you can get it here. It may not be, you know, shipped everywhere, but it's really good, you know. Um, And so then you started seeing all these different craft brewers all across, you know, the United States. So what Tamara tells me is that now (laughs) in Germany, they have what's called, quote unquote, craft brewing (laughs) for the same people who are actually doing craft brewing now make a quote-unquote craft brew that might be a limited run or something and charge like a, a, a premium on top because it's quote-unquote craft the, brew the price yeah yeah exactly yeah. when it was craft brew to begin with that is hilarious yeah again sorry to people who might listen from like berlin or other places in germany <laughs> where they do have craft beer it might be just my small town view there was this bar that opened up in my town mm-hmm. that sold craft beer and it shut down again. So craft beer is gone. <laughs> we don't have that anymore. I'm sure y'all were just like, we're not falling for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just change the label and, and tell us that it now it's and charges $2 more. It's the same beer, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's really funny. Um, question though um with uh going back to turndles um Ah, i I was smiling i was smiling back then if you you couldn't hear um so lederhosen is there something that men do to signify their relationship status with lederhosen am i saying it right lederhosen lederhosen it's it's actually lederhosen but i love how you say lederhosen 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 (laughs) (laughs) just just all just all just butchering it 
actually i i think not again if somebody knows that please correct me but i i i don't think there is a I think it's also not that relevant, right? Because the men are supposed to pursue hit up the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, to also put a bow on Oktoberfest, you told me that. So, I was like, hey. So same way that like you're in the minority in this line with respect to the people that are here. If I were to go out to Oktoberfest, I said what? Uh, over or under like fifty point one or fifty point five. You said ten and a half. Ten and a half. Persons. Yeah, I said ten and a half persons. I, said, I was wondering half. like, what is a half person? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there like, yeah, half a half a person? Yeah. Literally, mom. No. no, but I had to explain to her how betting lines work, and so um, so that there's a push, if you will, um, if you're betting on something. Because if I said over or under ten people, if there are exactly ten people, then it's a push and mm-hmm. you get your money back. Um, but on the other hand. If it's ten and a half, you have to make a choice. If it's ten or eleven, because you're gonna win or lose. Um, yeah, so so I said, um, if I were to go to um, Oktoberfest in um, Munich right now, which is happening right now, right? It is. It yeah. is. Mind you, we're recording this on October first, um, twenty eighteen. Um, <laughs> if I were to go there, ten and a half, and she was like, "Really, Freddie?" <laughs> way more than 10 and a half way more, way than 10 more. And a half. I'm, I'm sure about that it's international now right it is yeah so. very much it i think it always has been do you have you have a lot of people like from italy as well you have australian people you have all types of people americans i'm um, sure yeah probably even americans even americans make this <laughs> way know. out to you're gonna have a whole lot of americans there so describe the scene. You were saying there was something about tents. Yes, there are tents. Is that really? Is that interesting? For yeah, probably. Oh, right, this because, is very. Yeah, this okay. is very interesting. All right, you have tents and the the big breweries in Munich. You know there are a whole lot of them. We tried to, uh, we come up with all of them while we were standing in that line waiting yeah. for church. So give and us three of them. Three of them. Augustina. Mm-hmm. Augustina München. Yes. Which has the, 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 the monk on the front? Or yes. is that what? Is, oh, you can or? give three of them. You named, actually, you named almost all of them. <laughs> I didn't have to I like name beer. a single one. I like yeah. beer. What, what yeah. do you want me to say? I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. We drink beer. I like beer. I'm sorry. Just sign of the times right now. Um, so, uh, Spaten? Yes. Uh, wait, is it Spaten or Spaten? You would you would do like Spaten. Spaten. Okay. Uh, a Pauliner? Mm-hmm. Uh, Augustiner, mm-hmm. um, Hofbro, yeah, very Hofbrau. good. Yeah. With the Hofbro house, mm-hmm. where where I was the only black person in the Hofbro house <laughs> when I went, <laughs> and literally I was just as much of a of a of a um uh, uh, attraction as uh, all of the beer around, and <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Everybody was awesome, but they were like, "Wow, this is literally an African American here by himself, looking to get the boot." <laughs> Yeah, the boot again. That boot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I said Hofbrau. Um, Löwenbräu. Löwenbräu. I don't remember that one. Sorry. Um, who else? Yeah, and that's what that's what we exactly what, what we, we stopped, stopped where. Yeah. 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 So there's two more though that we're missing, right? Again, this is really embarrassing for me if anybody listens. <laughs> no, no, it's good because I'm alcoholic and you're not an alcoholic, so you're showing that you're not an alcoholic. Yeah, but I'm Bavarian, so still this is embarrassing. Okay. And I've I've been to university in Munich. I should know that. But but you know what? Uh, when all the beer is good, who needs to know the name? 
Yeah, that's right. You just right? drink it. You just drink it. Yeah. So it's all good. Don't overthink it. Exactly. Just drink it. Wow. That that right there, <laughs> that right there should be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not necessarily a bumper sticker because we don't want to encourage people drinking and driving. No, but, um, no, we don't. But yeah, that's yeah, my that, philosophy. Yeah, uh, that's minor. Th- that should there. be on a, on, a, on a mural somewhere, right? Yeah, I should. Oh, I, I might get rich with that. <laughs> let's be honest. If anybody's listening, don't try to get that... Um, I'm gonna IPR that. I'm I, gonna secure the intellectual property rights for that. IPR, sentence. IPR. I like that. <laughs> I think that I'm gonna steal that from you and use that for the rest of my life. I'm gonna <laughs> IPR that because yeah. it makes sense. Intellectual property, intellectual property rights on that. Um. So yeah. So they have tents, right? In Oktoberfest. Oh, and that's where we came from. Yeah, they have tents and they serve all kinds of food, and you can just walk around and go from tent to tent. If they let you in, which is probably a bit difficult. Really? Because they are so full, the tents. Mm. And at some point, they just close them. Wow. And, um, So, yeah. do most people, when they go to Oktoberfest, stay in one tent for the whole day? Or do they motivate between tents? Or try to? And I, I think they would want to try to. But what you can do is you can reserve a table, like a spot for you. A table that you have for the whole day. You can actually sit there, which it's if you're there for like 12 hours throughout the whole day, you might want to sit at some point, mm-hmm. which is only possible if you have that table. Okay. And but when you have that table, you you go out of the tent to a different tent, you can re-enter, but the table will not be s- safe for you. So, oh, so somebody once else you, will sit. Once, once yeah, you get once up, you somebody leave else the table. Yeah. It's gone. It's a wrap, so. Yeah. If you have a table, you you stay with that, I guess. Okay. Um, how do they do the bathroom situation? Is it porta potties? Are they inside the tent? Like, are these tents like so next level that they have indoor oh my plumbing? Gosh, that is a really good question. You know, I've, I'm probably the wrong person to ask that. I've only been to the Oktoberfest once. Mm-hmm. It's a few years ago when I was still at university, and. Um, I can't remember the toilets. I'm sorry. That means you had a good time. Yes, I <laughs> did, man. We ended up at like a one place where they, we we wanted to drink some schnapps. Okay. Schnapps. Schnapps. <laughs> so, oh, I got a story on schnapps, but continue. And uh, they didn't have, we we, uh, we drank so much that they ran out of schnapps glasses like the little glasses they have to put that in mm-hmm. and they had to get espresso cups oh wow that uh, they had for the espresso and okay. they had to take that to service the schnapps and then they kind of ran out of espresso cups and that's where we i guess where we stopped that whole thing and decided it was enough but it was a really good night no no cupping of the hands and- <laughs> no we didn't do that <laughs> okay uh, what's your story um, so when I was uh, working in Germany, um, they did. They had a trip where they went to, I cannot remember the ski resort, and it may have been in the German Alps, but it could have been the French Alps. I'm not sure, or the Austrian Alps. I can't remember. But it was one of those ones where we had to ski to the lodge. And so we had to get on a lift by like three something because if we didn't, yeah, we wouldn't have got been able. We would have had to walk to the lodge mm-hmm. because it, it shut down. 
So anyways, once we got to this place, we, we caught the last one there, had to walk super far. And I mean, I was out of shape like a <laughs> mug. Um, good friend of mine actually came out with me and, you know, he's rather active. Um, and so I remember at that time he was just like straight and I was like and I like at the same time, I also didn't have the right luggage to take with me. So my luggage was heavy. I was out of shape <laughs> with ski boots on. It was just not, it was not a good look. Um, <laughs> but I finally got there. We finally got there. And then in this lodge, it's kind of like you're just there with nothing else really to do. After you finish dinner, it's like, you know, nine o'clock or whatever, eight o'clock. Wait, it, it's a ton to do. You could like, you could play cards. You could talk. You yeah. could have some things to drink. Yeah. All of those things involve drinking schnapps. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> so it's like drinking games and singing songs that I'd never heard before and a lot of drinking of schnapps. Yeah, the good thing is that nobody needs to leave the place. No one needs to leave the so place. So everybody can just cozy up, get a blanket or something, and you could probably you could stay in that whole place all night. Yes. You don't you didn't even have to move unless you want to use the bathroom. Yeah. And that makes it a very, very comfortable situation for drinking. Correct. Right? Very, very It's really cozy. It, uh, it's literally, they just say, we're going to put you in this room with a bunch of people and you guys are going to have some fun because you guys are going to be drinking all the snaps. And, and what was funny was that, so mind you, it's not like when we went there, we brought the snaps. The snaps were part of, it was a lodge that was run by like a couple. And so they had all the alcohol and the food and stuff. So... You know, they're like, yeah, drink some more, drink some more, drink some more. Like, and you get the bill at the end. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, y'all really were trying to get us drunk for real, for real. <laughs> but everybody had a good time. So it was all good. Um, but I just remember schnapps and like really drinking and drinking some more and then drinking some more and um, snow and falling and then drinking some more schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really good weekend. Yeah, we had a good weekend. It was good. It was good. It's definitely an experience I remember for the rest of my life. Um, did we finish up the whole thing with Ludwig, the guy, Ludwig the second? So basically, he was very um visionary, and he wanted to do a lot of uh imaginative things, mm-hmm. and that castle was one of those things, and that's where the word quixotic came from, in the sense of uh wanting to do, wanted to accomplish or engage in lofty, lofty, lofty ambitions. Because of visions that you have. That's really cool. And forget if everyone else says you can't do it because you can. Shout yeah. to Barack Obama. <laughs> um, the Audubon is only two lanes. Yeah, that was another topic that you yes. wrote down, right? So when we were driving back from um, that was Alpha great. Street. You, you have to imagine us sitting in that car it is a really huge car for German standards. I mean, the car I drive at home is a is a very tiny car. It could probably fit in the trunk of your car. You're probably right. And uh, we were sitting there, and we had some classical, light, some nice classical music like yes, Haydn. Yes. And yes. Well, can I can I can I give a sidebar on that? So okay. So first off, um, for those that are looking for something. That's a respite of whatever you're dealing with in life. Oh, yeah. Turn to the classical station and just let it ride. Yeah. Because everything you do with classical music in the background is epic. 
It is epic. Everything. Riding that highway was epic. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then um, we talked about how in in America you have like a whole bunch of lanes, correct? At, at least three. Yes. I mean, even in the like the smaller places, you have three lanes, correct? And when you get to the bigger cities, like there one time that I drove into Vegas, yes, you have like up to six lanes or something like that, yeah, which makes it crazy. absolutely horrible to change the lanes when you need to get out at some point. Yep, you're I, in it. It, it really gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. But what we were talking about is like in Germany, even on the highway. Which is the Autobahn. Which is, the, yeah, say it again. The Autobahn. The Autobahn. <laughs> the Autobahn. Yeah. No speed limits, baby. Yeah. And that's what people come for. Like, And you only have two lanes in most places. I mean, there are places where you have three lanes for each side. But that is by far not the standard. Yeah. That was so funny to see. Yes. Yes. And so I was telling her about people that lane switch. And she was saying how in Germany, if like they, they really adhere to the whole thing of, hey, if you are in the left lane, you're in the fast lane. You don't go around somebody in the fast lane by going in the right lane and then going around them. That's no. disrespectful. They'll Just give you the finger. Yeah. And I was saying how in America, it's like, okay. <laughs> That's my punishment. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Because <laughs> I'm going. Especially if I'm on the Autobahn with no speed limit. Oh, man. I'm telling you. And I'm driving stick too. What? But at the same token, if I am in the fast lane, which is the left lane, and I'm approaching a car in front of me, and I'm going pretty, I'm approaching them pretty, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. 99 times out of 100 they'll get over in the right lane when they see me approaching right yes they will yes so there's an understa- there's an understood rule to the road but see in america people will just be an asshole like no go around me <laughs> i'm not i'm not I i'm not changing my, my path for yes. you <laughs> you know so um but yeah audubon is fun if you go over there and you have some means get a fast car it'll be a bucket list item honestly